What's your growth curve look like right now? Like how steep is it? And I've got a question for you. If, if you are feeling stuck or if you're feeling um, some sense of, man, I'm not quite where I want to be, or I, I, I feel like there needs to be a change in my career or in what I'm doing at work, or it's not as fulfilling, or I just don't feel like I'm growing or learning as fast as I, as I want to. Um, if that's the case with you, I want to, I want to share with you an experience I had a few years ago that was a game changer for me. Let's dig into that in this episode. Leadership is the ability to facilitate movement in others toward a destination you can describe. I'm Russ Hill. I help build leaders. And this is the Culture Hacks Podcast. This is the Culture Hacks Podcast. I'm Russ Hill. I make my living coaching executives, impacting their results. You can connect. I'd love it. In fact, if you connected with me on LinkedIn, the link to do that is in the show notes. Just swipe up or over, tap on that link and send me a connection request. And I always love, thank you, thank you, thank you to all of you who send me feedback on a regular basis, episodes that you like or questions you have or pushback on something. I totally, I totally appreciate it. Okay. So let me tell you a quick story. Several years ago, gosh, how long ago was this? 10 years ago? Uh, I'm just doing quick math. It might longer, like, like 12, 13 years ago. Um, I was in the media business. Many of you who know my story, who've listened uh, for some period of time or read some of the books uh, that I've, that I've um, written. In fact, Decide to Lead is the book where I really get um, into this more. By the way, I got, a, I got an email from somebody. No, was it an email? Yeah, it was an email. Um, a few days ago from somebody, and it was a picture um, of a box full of Decide to Lead books that this this executive um, at a Fortune 100 company um, ordered for all the people who've been promoted to, uh, to, man- to his leadership team in the last, I don't know how long, six months, a year, whatever it's been. And uh, he just sent me an email. He's like, Russ, hope you know we're still... I can't remember exactly what the email said. It was basically like, hey, appreciate you helping us train our new leaders. And it was um, a copy for each one of them. And this executive was going in and signing um, and leaving a note in, in the uh, in the front cover of each of the books for, you know, for each of his new leaders just made me feel so good. Right. Like because I wrote that book when I was on airplanes, crisscrossing the world back pre-COVID right years ago. And I, I, I just had all these conversations with people like, hey, what are you learning as you coach and consult people? And what separates a good leader from somebody who's not that great? And and um, and I just felt this need to sit down and write. I'd never written a book before. Right. So I didn't know how to write a book. Um, I bought a couple of courses, which won't surprise you and uh, listen to some different podcasts for authors or want to be authors and and uh, just consumed YouTube videos. You can, you can learn anything in this day and age. Isn't it amazing? It's so awesome how much information is at our disposal. Like anything you want to know, there's somebody out there. There's 20 of them. There's 100 of them who are producing content, writing books, recording podcast episodes, doing YouTube videos, teaching you, sharing with you wisdom about the thing you want to do. And so anyway, I consumed some content, wrote this book, Decide to Lead. And, and when you write it, you just have no idea, you all. I went through this again with our our latest book, which is um, more than twice as thick as Decide to Lead. It's And it's the first book I've ever written that's available in hardcover, which is way cool. 
So I went through this again with our latest book, The Great Resignation, Why Millions Are Leaving Their Jobs and Who Will Win the Battle for Talent. With that book, you write these things, you put all your life into it, and you just hope, man, I hope that brings value to somebody. Like, I think there, I, I, I'm out here, I'm out in the market talking about these things and seeing how people react to them, and I'm seeing that they value it. So I, I'm not doing it blindly, right? Like, I'm not writing a book thinking, oh, I hope somebody cares about this topic. No, you know that these topics resonate with people because you're out in the market testing them and and making money off of them, selling them, and people are paying for them. But but then you write it in book form and you just wonder. And so anyway, how the crud did I get on that tangent? But anyway, it was it was nice to get that email from an executive, a book that I wrote uh, two years ago, Decide to Lead. People still ordering boxes of them. That's way cool. Um, okay. Um, so what I want to talk about in this episode is a conversation I had years ago. Um, and, and here's how it went down. So I was, I was in the media business. That's how we got on it. Cause I was talking about being in the media business. So I was working in the media business years ago. And, um, and this is after the turnaround that if you've been listening to this show for a long time, or if you read the book, decide to lead, you know, the story turning around these properties that are, are a national broadcast media company bought in Phoenix. And it was just a, you know, a hugely challenging experience for me, but one where the growth curve was insanely steep. Right. And and not so steep that I felt like I was going to die falling off of it, but steep enough to where it was challenging and I was really having to to lean into learning and trying different things. And I, I was uncomfortable and success wasn't guaranteed and I was having to innovate, and try new things. And and uh, and so the, the growth curve was super steep in, in leading that turnaround of these of these media properties in Phoenix. And then we started getting great ratings and revenue became, um, in, in really good. And our company was thrilled with uh, what we had done with these hemorrhaging media properties, news and sports properties they had bought in Phoenix. And now we had launched the most successful sports station in Arizona. We, we had taken over the top, uh, rated and the top revenue generating spot, for spoken word for news and, and political talk shows in, in Phoenix. And we were getting destroyed by a competitor in the market. When, uh, when I moved here, like, like insane, like we were their whipping boy, our station, and it was brutal, you all. And so after a few years and a lot, a lot of work and a lot of talented people, incredible people, um, that I'm, I was so proud to assemble, put together and, and uh, we achieved we achieved phenomenal success. There's no finish line to success ever, right? You can't ever say, okay, on that day was when we made it and we were good forever. I mean, even Amazon isn't happy with where they're at now. And hello, like it's insane growth, right? So, um, so you never reach a finish line. But we were we we had reached at least a checkpoint that 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 um there was no longer suspense about whether or not we were going to be successful or whether or not the investment our company had made in these properties was, was worth it. They were making their money back and then some big time. Okay. So at that point, I just kept trucking along, right? Cause there are more things I wanted to accomplish. And uh, the company I worked for was having me help them out with some stations in Seattle and different, th- different projects in the corporation. And so I was my, it, my influence in the company was expanding and I was actually getting more comfortable. Like, because now I, 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 had, I had this reputation of being able to accomplish these things that we had done. And so I was pretty safe and I was feeling good about it. And so I was able to kind of pull my foot off the gas a little. And at the time, we had this consultant who I learned so much from. He's actually one of the reasons I wanted to get 
into the consulting business because of how much this individual impacted my life. And, uh, and yeah, there were times it's interesting with consultants. Sometimes you have conversations where, okay, I didn't get a ton out of that. I didn't get a, you know, it wasn't super valuable, but then you have another one and, and they just make one comment or they ask one question or they make one statement. You're like, wow, that actually might've changed my life. What you just said, because you're causing me to think about something I wasn't thinking about, or you're affirming a direction we're going and it's hugely helpful. And so some people make mistakes. In fact, there were people in our company be like, man, I don't know about this particular consultant. I don't know how much value he's bringing. I'm like, are you kidding me, man? Nobody bats a thousand, but having that person around is one of our competitive advantages. Being able to bounce things off of him and hearing his reaction and his observation of us from the outside. Like, I need that. That is worth every penny we're spending on it and then some. So let me tell you about a conversation that illustrates this point for me. So this consultant, I know, I remember exactly where it was. It was in my office. And so we're, we're in my office and he's just kind of making the rounds. Um, and, uh, and he, he starts asking me, Russ, why are you still here? And I'm thinking, wait, you're like a consultant, like my boss who I wasn't the head boss, if you will, in, in our market, there was somebody above me, one person above me and, and, uh, and who oversaw, um, our operation in this part of the country. I reported into him. And so I'm like, well, my, you, should you be asking me why I'm still here? Cause my boss sort of wants me still here. Like I think I'm pretty valuable unless you know something that I don't know. Right. And, uh, and so I thought it was kind of funny that he was asking about leaving and he said, you should be in New York, man. And I was so stunned by it. It's like, you should be in New York. You should be working for one of the major networks in New York, um, at one of the major news or sports operations. And um, he said it with such confidence. He said it so matter of factly that it kind of just hit me like, whoa, wait, you see that? Because I think I'm good enough. And and that's that's kind of how the media business works. A lot of people, most people aspire to be in the bigger market. So, for instance, I was in Salt Lake City and then I moved to Phoenix. And so Phoenix is, you know, way larger than Salt Lake's, the Salt Lake City media market. And so the next move for somebody in the Phoenix market, if they wanted to keep climbing kind of the ladder, would be to go to L.A. or New York or Chicago or one, it's one of the top, you know, five largest cities in, in the country. That would be your next leap. And the salaries are higher and the responsibilities higher and and that, that's you growing your career. And so um, I was just like that one step away from from getting to the the the, the very largest markets in the country, and um, and so I, I I was building my career towards that, and I felt like okay, I feel like I'm good enough to do that, but no one had ever said to me, yeah, you are. No one from the outside who worked with media executives and people um, in those biggest markets had ever kind of analyzed me or or known me well enough to look at me and issue that that judgment. And so it was a huge compliment when he said it to me, like, Russ, why are, why are you still here? Why aren't you in New York? Why, what you, you should be, it's time to move on. And, um, and so part of my reaction to him saying that was like, wow, that's that the ego in me was totally fed. And, and it was, and, and it was, and, and I think that's healthy too, right? Cause you want, you want success and you want someone to look at what you're doing and to validate it and, to to, to, uh, to say that you, you're bringing serious value. So that part of it was, 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 um, validating and very beneficial. And then the other part of me was like, no, no, like I, I'm comfortable. Like, I like it here. 
Like, I don't want to live in New York and I've got little kids and I got a family and are you kidding me? Like, I don't want to put them in Chicago. Like, I don't want, no, like our quality of life is so good here. And I want to stay here and I want to do this. And, and, uh, and he pushed on it. This consultant is like, you have more to give. You have more to give. And I, 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 I think that you, you, you know, you've accomplished what you came here to do. And he didn't say it this way, but the takeaway is I digested the conversation for days and days and days after it, which is, by the way, the sign of a good consultant. They ask a question, they make a statement, and they do something that you're thinking about three or four days later or a week or a month later. They change the direction or cause you to. Re- that is what you hire a coach or a consultant for. Okay, it's not some brilliant whatever. It's somebody who's anyway, um, I'm not making the case for consultants here, but um, I just I think there's so I've had so much value. I'm consuming some more content right now. I'm purchasing a course that it's somebody further down a path that I'm on and I'm finding tons of value. They're just and it's just a little nugget here and a little observation there. And I want those people around me. Okay, and um, and so he he made that comment. I thought. Um, I think he's right. I think I do have more to give, but it's not going to be in New York and it's not going to be at one of the big media companies because this isn't the industry that I want to be in anymore. And I, 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 I had all of those conversations in my head. I, I gained all of that clarity because of this person pushing on me, making an observation, asking a couple of questions that really got me to think about where do I want to go? And is he right? Has my growth curve flattened? And so let me share some some thoughts as we wrap up this episode with you who are listening, who can relate because your growth curve has flattened and you're not you are comfortable and you love it because you don't have to work super duper hard, right? Like you're not stressing and people people view you with competence in this, in the job that you're in, you're feeling good about it, right? Maybe this is you. Some of you, you your your growth curve is super steep, and so I'm not talking to you right now. Um, I and but you'll be at this stage in a year or two or whenever it might be, because that's that's how our lives and our careers go, right? And and so for those of you who the growth curve's flattened, and you know you have more to give, and maybe you're you're feeling stuck, or you're there's just something in you that's saying you should be doing something else or it's time for a change or um, you, you, you need to, you need to create more, you need to give more, or you need to stretch yourself more. If that is you, here's my coaching to you act, do something. And, and, and what I, and, and what I would have you do is this talk to a lot of people, network, Speak to people inside your company, inside your industry, outside your company, outside your industry, lots of conversations. And if you're like me and you know, you need a change, like, you know, that there it's time or it's coming time for something different, but you don't know what it is. And that's just driving you insane because you're like, oh my gosh, I want to, I, I know I need to be doing something different. I know it's time for a change. I know I need to create and, and steepen my growth curve, but I don't know what it is. And I don't know if it's at this in this company and I don't know if it's that job or I don't know if it's in that industry or I don't know if I need to move. I'm like, I don't know what it is. Um, trust me, I've been there and I've been there numerous times. In fact, I was there last year and creating this new firm 
in this year. You, you all, we, you know, I, I, I leapt off of that cliff. I jumped off of it. I did what I'm preaching seven months ago when I left the firm and I suddenly was unemployed. I had no job and no boss and no company for the first time in my life that I was affiliated with. Hey, Russ, who do you work for? Uh, nobody. And I had no company. I hadn't created it yet. And so it was this little space between and there was nothing. And what, 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 if, if you've read in the great resignation, right in the introduction, I share that story, right? Waking up in bed, um, in the book, I, 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 I share that in the great resignation and, um, and, and I, I woke up with so, so much peace for two reasons. Num well, three. Okay, here are the three reasons. That number one was we, we've lived beneath our means forever as a couple, as a family. And so there's money in the bank. And we aren't filthy rich by any stretch. And, and many of you wouldn't define us as wealthy. And I wouldn't define us as wealthy. But we are um, safe and so one of the lessons I learned in the 2008 housing crash and watching people just melt beside me was I'm never going to leverage myself that much. I'm, I never will. There will be plenty of money put away and we will live. Our expenses will be less than our income, period, on a consistent ongoing basis so that I have freedom and so that I don't have sleepless nights about finances. So if I get fired by a company or I need to quit a company, or I want to go do something else, or if something just crashes, we're okay. Not forever, but for an extended period of time. And so the reason I woke up with peace was, number one, living beneath our means. So there was time. And um, gosh, should I even say this? Um, who cares? Because I'm, I'm saying it from a standpoint, uh, not a vanity, but I'm saying it from a standpoint of of um, happiness that we've built this you all I've taken no income in 2021 not a penny and um, and I, I left my job however many months ago and we've created this firm and it's wildly successful and we've we're a seven-figure revenue company in less than six months um, again I don't say any of this out of vanity I say this out of um, just creating belief in you that all that this is possible and your, your, your journey will probably look very different and it may not be self, it may not be self-employed. It may be going and changing that other company or it might be staying where you're at for two or three more years and then changing to whatever else, but creating a, a company in less than six months that's generating seven figures of revenue and then not needing to take a paycheck. And, um, even though I can, but we got to like, there's, there's lots of details behind that. I'm going to take income. Don't worry. And, and paychecks and we're going to do all that. But, but I, the only reason I share that is just so much peace from not needing that. And that's, that's through lots of, that didn't happen in one year or two years, creating that kind of condition took years. Um, and, and, and some of you can get there a lot faster, um, but it's, a, we, it was just living beneath the means. So number one, I was able, I, I was able to, I was able to shift or, or steepen that growth curve and have peace doing it because number one, we live beneath our means. Number two, I was confident that I needed to change. I thought about it enough, talked to enough people, had other people's perspective, um, pondered, prayed about it, all those sorts of things that I knew it was right. And, and, and number three, I don't remember. <laughs> I don't, let's see. So peace, I knew it was right. Number two, um, I, we live beneath our means. So we had comfort. Number three was, oh, I thought about it. Yeah. I mean, we, 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 I had invested energy thinking about, okay, well, um, am I sure 
and um, and what could the future be? And I had some ideas. I didn't I didn't have anything built yet. I wasn't ready to go, but I had some ideas. I could do this. I could do that. I could do that. And I had I I'd, I'd been investing energy into strengthening my skills and improving my ability um, in different ways, so that I felt pretty confident that I think I can. I think I know what it's probably going to be, and I can go start to create that. We'll see whether or not it's successful or not. Was my thought at the time, and uh, it it didn't take long. It was just a few days before I knew that okay, w- w- this is going to work really really well, and I should have done this years ago. So again, here is my um, my coaching to you act on it. So talk to lots of people, think about what it could be, what you might want to do in the future, invest in online courses or consultants or coaches um, in the space that you're in or people who can help you think about these sorts of things that I, I would absolutely strongly suggest you do that. So it might be industry specific or whatever it might be. And then, and then over time, clarity will start to come into to play and you'll start to, you'll, uh, you'll have a little bit of light here. It's, it's not like flipping a light switch on in a room. It's like a dimmer. That's what's happened for me. Just slowly, there's a little bit more light and a little bit more light and a little bit more insight. And it's just like the sunrise to where, oh, I think I know. Okay. I think I, I think I, I think I've got some clarity about what the future might look like for me. And then the last thing is just, you have to act. There's never the right moment to jump. There's never the perfect moment where you go, okay, this is it. No, it just requires a ton of faith. And so at that appropriate moment, whatever it might be, then you go, okay, I'm going, we're moving, we're doing it. And you all right now, by the way, in the job market, the way it is with, with so many jobs and so many opportunities right now in the next year or two is fantastic time to steepen your growth curve and go into whatever is next for you. So I don't know who needed that, but as uh, I felt like I needed to talk about that and share that experience, I'm so grateful for that consultant uh, years ago who said, Russ, why are you still here? He was right. It took me about another year from that conversation to gain clarity about where, what I needed to go do next. And then I jumped and every time you all, and there've only been a few times, like three or four times in my career, three or four times when I've jumped like, Oh crud, I'm we're switching gears. Like we're going from this mountain to that next thing. And, uh, and required a massive leap of faith and jumping. And every time I've done it, I have not regretted it. It's been awesome. It's been transition, different things, but oh, I've been so grateful that I wasn't stagnant, that I didn't stay in that job or that company or that position or that situation forever. It was time to steepen my growth curve, and I'm so glad I did. So I don't know who needed that. Hopefully that's helpful. If uh, you have any questions or if I can help in any other way, direct message me on LinkedIn. Hope you're healthy. Hope you're doing well, and thanks for listening.